0: We're going to start looking at the parables. Tonight we're going to look at the parables that are found only in Matthew and the parables that are found only in Luke and we'll see how far we get. So what's coming around and it's the same thing both ways is a chart that uh, I stole off the internet and adjusted which essentially did what I was going to do and then discovered that somebody had done it for me.
1: <laughs>
2: Did you it? Save some for Sunday school. It's a lovely chart.
0: What they've done is they've listed the parables, then one side. Oh, there's plenty of copies. Don't worry. She's interrupting. Uh, um, they list the parables down the side. Then you got Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The scripture locations for each, and then you have one additional thing out there the non-canonical parallels where you have a reference to one of these parables in a non-canonical work an extensive citation of it it's listed you know most of them are from thomas Mm -hmm. but there are there's one from the didache and there's one from first clement and there's one from the gospel of truth and one from the gospel of the nazarenes um we're gonna actually hear a couple of examples of it from of them from Thomas tonight, so that should be fun. Um, uh, you notice, you notice, we've got as we discovered last week, you've got the one parable that's found only in Mark. And there's only one, the parable of the growing seed in Mark four. 26 through 34, and it makes perfect sense that it would only be found in one gospel, because as we saw, it's something of a disappointing parable. But it is actually also quoted, at least somewhat, to some extent, in Thomas. But actually, it's not a direct quote. Thomas is actually really quoting the parable of the tares, which is an improvement on the parable of the growing seed, or the self-growing seed. So you'll notice that then there, in addition to the one that's only found in Mark, you've got one, two, three, four, five others that are found in all three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So the parable of the sower is found in all three. It's also found in Thomas and 1st Clement. Um, The parable of the faithful servant is found in all three. And then Thomas and the Didache. Uh, The parable of the mustard seed is found in all three and in Thomas. Well, that's interesting. Okay, the parable of the two sons is found in all three, but not in Thomas. Finally, (laughs) one that Thomas missed. Um, And then the parable of the wicked husbandman. And that's in all three and in Thomas. So, those are the three, those are the the five that's in all three of the Synoptic Gospels, and we're going to save those for later. Then you've got a bunch that are in Matthew and Luke, but not in Mark. The parable of the wise and foolish builders is an example of that. You've got the parable of the leaven. You've got the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the unmerciful servant, one of my favorites, by the way. You've got the parable of the wedding feast and the parable of the talents are in Matthew and in Luke, but not in Mark. And then you've got a large chunk of parables that are found only in Matthew or only in Luke. Look at that list. Parable of the tares, only in Matthew. Parable of the hidden treasure, only in Matthew. Parable of the pearl of great price, only in Matthew. Parable of the drawing in the net, only in Matthew. I mean, these are critical, important, famous parables. I mean, I'm rem- the first one of the first parables I ever remembered uh, hearing and remembering is the pearl of great price because actually Scotty quotes that in Star Trek in, in the episode The Empath. <laughs> um, the parable of the workers in the vineyard is found only in Matthew. The parable of the ten virgins is found only in Matthew. The, the sheep and the goats is found only in Matthew. I mean, this is not an unsubstantial number of important parables. Found only in one. And look at Luke. Luke has even more. The two debtors. The parable of the good Samaritan. The rich fool. The the friend at night. The lost coin. The prodigal son. The unjust steward, which we'll spend some time on tonight. That's one of the hardest that's one of the hardest most difficult most annoying and frustrating parables in the whole list the rich man lazarus very extraordinarily famous the rich man and lazarus extraordinarily famous parable the master and servant the parable of the unjust judge the pharisee and the publican all of these come and are found only in in the synoptic gospels in luke and a humongous chunk of those found in only in Luke are not even found in anything else. There's this massive gap there in the non-canonical parallels.
3: So, do you do you have any general thoughts about the nature of parables, or what? what are they do they tend to be more original than other teachings, or anything?
0: Parabolic teaching methods were not unknown outside of Judaism but they were extraordinarily popular in first century Judaism as a means by which you would teach, um, essentially teach theology, not just morals and ethics but actual uh, points of doctrine and faith and um, it's a very dynamic method of teaching because it, it has mnemonic Uh, tendencies. It's easy to remember these stories, and if you can remember the stories, they're easy then to retell. Certainly, the body of parables is much easier to remember and retell than these long drawn-out dialogues in John. Hence, they tend to lend themselves more to communication and repetition over time. Um, I'm not sure that answered your question
3: well um, Richard and I both remember I don't know if you got it from Gail or what yeah, but, Gail. but she yeah. had some notion that uh, every character in the in the parable was interchangeable right. and one of them was always God but you know everyone Man, not all were, you know? many of them are and as we'll see right exactly that no.
0: well, but it because as we noted it's it's not. It, apparently Peter's memory of the, <laughs> of the way in which it was told was faulty. Nevertheless, many parables do have that aspect, and we'll see a bunch of them tonight. Uh, where the characters, you, one character is usually God or Jesus. Uh, you have the kingdom of God, or you have the believers or, or the people of God. And all of these aspects are found mapped in many, but not all, parables. They don't always follow that pattern, but they often do. That is true too. Yeah, and my question, They are stylized, in other words. They do yeah. follow a pattern and a style.
2: Yeah, but our, the question I had was, if we were having mm-hmm. trouble with our non-educated, educated people understanding these parables and being wrong, like okay. what, 95% of the time? And I don't know how your class went, Steve. That's how ours went. We were just completely out of it about every, until we got used to doing them. How did the Jewish children understand these? You have these? to understand
0: that's how they were schooled. That, that's that's how they were saying. brought up. That is, a, it's part of their culture far more so than it is us. We're not used to parabolic forms of teaching. For them, that's all they heard from the beginning. Just like apocalyptic language is to us extraordinarily weird, but to them, they knew it, they breathed it. They, they. To them, it was common and Just because they lived 2,000 years ago doesn't mean they're stupid or uneducated. In many cases, they were better educated than we were, even if their literacy was somewhat less. Their ability to remember was far superior to ours. I thought what Gail said was that you take the characters that are actually in the
4: parable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and switch them to other, regardless of whoever they are, and I think she had used God as, 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 an, example. as, as an example of, of
0: that. Yeah, and that's. So
4: you get a different understanding. It's
0: like a triangle, of, of, a triad. You can do that, but in many cases, in, in, you can do that, but there's usually a preferred identity for certain characters. Sometimes you'll end up, like the par- the parable of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful about how you mm-hmm. rotate it. How is God going to be the younger son? I, well, I couldn't the, possibly come up with how that would that be. That
4: was the point. You think about how that might be.
0: Um, and I would say that's an artificial stretching okay, of, so. of, of, of the, the argument that it should be done in every parable. Now, can you shift around character identities in some parables? Yeah. Uh, gotta remember, these are metaphor symbol systems, right. yeah. not literal stories, yeah. and that's one of the things that some people really have trouble with. And there is no, there is rarely one single right answer. There is a there is a grouping of answers that are closer mm-hmm. to being correct but there are multiple nuances within those interpretations and understandings. So there is a degree and a room for latitude of in interpretation and application, but if you rotate all the characters completely around, you end up making the story make nonsense.
1: But you well, gave a perfect example of that with the prodigal son, because you said who was really the prodigal son. Was it the oldest
2: yeah. son? Was it the youngest son? Or was it the father? Yeah, was he really prodigal? Well, yeah. but the right. issue
0: is product, prodigal, prodigalness is not a negative term. Right. It's the concept of lavishly giving right. or mm-hmm. lavishly doing something. The sons, it was lavishly flushing. Right. I right. the, the gift, the relationship, mm-hmm. one or the other. Mm-hmm. And with the father, it's lavishly giving, right. always giving. So yeah, all three are prodigal in that sense. Yes, but uh, you can't make God the younger son. It, it yeah. just does work. Well, Could you make Jesus said, the younger said son? said rigidly, uh-uh.
4: rigidly, always. You know that it had to be that. No, but that was the
2: right. example of
0: the way they were talking.
4: But she was taught. saying that that was a way of oh, broadening your understanding a, of the concept. As a hermeneutical tool for
0: interpreting and 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 reading and interpreting and, and growing and seeing new aspects and concepts within the parables sure you can do that kind of thing but it's not the normative nominal way in which many of these parables were even intended to be read you also have the question of intent as opposed to what we can do with them (laughs) i think another thing that gail said was that this was a a learning tool that they all knew back then sure Uh For them, it was. They were all used to doing. They that. were used. Uh, they were used to dealing with parables as their principal method for one of their principal methods for teaching. Well, so then it would especially be... especially younger people. Uh-huh. Well, doesn't
1: that make it easier to remember if it's in the form of a uh-huh. story? As I said, it's a mnemonic yeah.
0: device. It's designed to aid in the memorization or the retention of the material. Hence, the retention of the lessons that it taught and then also the retelling of them and the reteaching of them on a repeated basis. Hence, the high degree of fidelity between many of these parables and how they sounded when they came out of Jesus' mouth.
2: Yeah, that was gonna be my question. If he knew how they were gonna be received and he knew that they were used to switching around characters and he was such a radical himself as we all know and he was used to turning the world upside down then why wouldn't he use that? As
3: we will s- huh well, I guess I was asking the same question. Yeah. Do do they they tend to come out, you know, original in from the Jesus seminar, or do they tend to be
0: they're uh, uh, so. uh, well, Jesus Seminar does give them higher grades on average. Mm-hmm. One of their one of their criteria for being more likely to be original is that if there's some conflict with the nominal Jewish Mm -hmm. expectation Mm -hmm. but not so much conflict that it has to come from a much later period of time, then they say this could be more authentically Jesus and they give it a green ball. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't agree with their nominal method for making the interpretation but their result gives a higher degree of fidelity to the uh, to the parables as found in Matthew. Uh, Lesser degree in Luke for various reasons as we will hear. Mm -hmm. And yet one of the ones that they say is word for word from Jesus is the one that's all unique to Luke as we will hear tonight because it's the most difficult of them all. And they said the that has it. to come from Jesus. The church wouldn't have made it up. <laughs> I said, Guess what? They're right. <laughs> <laughs> they're right Maybe for the wrong reasons, but they're right. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, We've, so we've got a lot of material to look at. We probably will not look at it all during the course of, the next, of this week and next week, but we will do uh, our best to work through samples and examples of each. So let's look at, uh, tonight we're going to look at uniques in Matthew and in Luke. So let's just start at the top of the list with one of the hard ones, the parable of the tares found only in Matthew 13, 24 through 30. Also known as the weeds and the wheat. And we will see in a piece that is not in the parable itself, but we'll see how Jesus interprets it and may kind of inform a little bit some of what we were just talking about. He, Jesus, verse 24, He, Jesus, who's speaking here, He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep, An enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. Those nasty weeds. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered them, an enemy has done this. The slave said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? And he replied, no. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. That is so mean. <laughs> Why do you want do you want Johnson grass in your in your loaf of bread? No, but I don't want
2: to be burning those nice people that are right beside you in the field in hell forever either. You know, well, when the Grim Reaper comes
0: now. That's mean. Let's take an example from how, let, instead mean, of, every time. In, we will normally, and we will struggle extensively when we get into Luke with one of these, in which they're real, Jesus doesn't very help us very much. But we're going to look at Jesus' help right now. So look at verse 36. The disciples were going, duh. <laughs> you think? And he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. Well, if parables were such a common teaching tool, why do they need explanation? Because most parables are really short. Most parables are two to three sentences. Jesus broke with standard convention and told some pretty long parables, some really long parables.
3: But the disciples usually don't get them, do they? Oh, no. They,
0: they are, they are duh, <laughs> principally to allow Jesus to explain. But nevertheless, yeah, Jesus' parables sometimes were longer than your average parable in the world at that time. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds in, of the field. And he answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. Evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. Is the devil. You just said Satan himself. Um, Let's see. Uh... Diablos, literally devil, not Satan, Satan. not Satan, Diablos. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father, let anyone with ears listen. Let him hear, literally.
5: That's we're pretty, we're pretty clear. We're <laughs> yeah, large, I mean, large, yeah. he leaves no room right.
0: for question.
5: It's interesting, though, he narrows this down. It we're seems burned, to maybe. be a specific time frame that this particular
0: Event. It's set specifically... Well, the the reaping occurs at the end of the age. Mm-hmm. At the end of the age, which is a very important phrase. Aeon, age, uh, uh, time period, set time... It, 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 it's a very specific point in time at the end, period. And if it's articulated in the context of Son of Man, which is an understanding or a messianic concept in, especially in Matthew, with regards to the Messiah in his full Messiah role, unlimited by the constraints of his day and age i.e. the Messiah that the Jews were expecting, i.e. the victorious Messiah, the ruling general Messiah, the high priest Messiah, the Messiah who comes to establish the unmitigated kingdom of David, the rule of God on earth, the Messiah who comes to establish right worship amongst all the people of God, this glorious Messiah, that's communicated by the concept both of Son of Man and End of the age. This is uh, uh, ultimate moment.
5: And also in the forty-third verse, when it mentions the kingdom of the Father, in the...
0: Oh yeah, in his interpretation there, and the righteousness will shine like the sun. The kingdom of their Father. This right is now, a this is a post aonic a post-age. Age. <laughs> we're, we're talking a new heaven and new earth kind of idea. We're talking God's full establishment of God's kingdom, God's Davidic kingdom, in the Jewish conception. When the Messiah comes in and rights all wrongs and reestablishes exactly what God wants, that's what we'll have here. So I mean, this is an ultimate event. This is not. Mm-hmm. This is not necessarily. An in-process event.
5: One still yet to be future.
0: It's an ultimate event. Now, taking back a look, this passage has been interpreted many different ways by many different groups. Uh, Augustine, one of the church fathers in the 4th century, interpreted this as, uh, he used a term in Latin, the corpus per mixtum, or the mixed body. The church is a mixed body. You've got the wheat and you've got the weeds. You've got those who are truly members of the kingdom of God. And you've got those who, who ain't.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And he himself also said God's grace is in that some of those who ain't may become. Ooh, he didn't believe in the chosen, did he? Oh, yes, he most certainly did.
2: Well, how can they maybe come? They either because are God not.
0: has chosen them, but they're not yet acting they, like They him. didn't know he liked, they were chosen. They, I they didn't. He, Augustine is the father of Lutheran theology and hence yeah, the predecessor kind of, of Calvinism. But, uh, but in point of fact, his idea was is that grace was present in that those who are, I mean, there's the, both the ontological reality and then the experienced reality and within the church you have a mixture and you can't tell. And notice, who does the choosing? Taint me, taint you. Taint some church board, some general conference, some committee, thank God. (laughs) Committee is a life form with three or more legs and no brain. It's the angels. It's not the disciples, it's not the servants.
5: And even you know, in Jesus' day he had to throw out you know, the demon that was in the temple. That's a perfect example then of what Augusta was saying in terms mm-hmm. of you can't tell. No.
0: You can't, well, you can't tell in that you don't know which of these is going to be a weed and which of these is going to be a wheat. They tend to manifest certain characteristics of one or the other. But you can see examples of things that looked like wheat, looked like weeds, that actually turn out to be wheat, and you have things that kind of looked like they were going to be wheat that turn out to be weeds.
4: But in the seed stage, they started as one or the other. Uh huh. That's true. So that is kind of predetermination.
0: That's where the predetermination comes in. But remember, this is not a literal, nor yeah, is right. nor are the elements to be maintained always in a fixed state.
3: It's, it seems to me that the concept of children of the kingdom kind of kind of begs the question oh, oh. Uh, how did, how do you get to be a child of the kingdom this doesn't explain that
0: you get to be a child of the kingdom when when the master sows you when you are sowed by the, the master by by the son of man
3: the, the, of one, who the one who sows the good sows. seed is the son of man that, that's, yep. that's not god that's
0: Jesus. Well, it's the Messiah, the Messiah who's, who's And in Augustine's language it is God Because Messiah, Jesus, God A equal B, B equals C, then A equals C For Augustine, in his interpretation, yes
3: uh, But it seems to me like the Son of Man is doing something to create the children
0: right? uh, Yeah, absolutely he's, he's absolutely doing something to create the children and a Christian interpretation would be he's dying on the cross for them. Well he's also preaching to them. He's proclaiming the news to the good news to them. He's you can you can identify that within all aspects of the nature of the gospel.
3: Correct.
4: And according to this, if you're sowed by the devil You don't have a chance. You don't have a chance. You don't you're get child of darkness. You don't get to change from a weed to a
0: if you were reading it as a strictly literal, non, non-dynamic, unchanging thing, then you're correct. Uh, there's, a, there's a principle, and Augustine was way ahead of his time when he talked about this. There's a principle in quantum mechanics, it's the Heisenberg or uncertainty principle which states that you never can really tell the final state of a particle, and the instant you start to observe it, it changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the idea is, from God's perspective, yeah, sure, it's all done. We know, God knows who the sea, which, which, which are the seeds that the Son of Man cast and which are the seeds that the devil cast. God knows that. We don't. That's why it's not us doing the choosing. It's the angels in, in the story. I.e., it's God's messengers, God's agents. Doing the choosing. I know we Does answer. it say
3: that? Does it say choosing? It says yep. collecting. They're collecting. They're really not choosing. They're just picking choosing. out the ones with the uh, with the weed. Uh, they're identifying. They're, they're, they're doing they're what? How,
4: the do, how are you
0: doing that? Well, they're you're selecting. You're picking. uh weed. Right. Uh, another weed. Yeah. In that. In that. In the sense. Okay.
4: Well, you're picking them out, but the choice is already made.
0: The choice is made by their ontological nature. Yeah.
4: Right. You're not, they're not saying, hmm, I like this one.
0: I'm going to call it wheat. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're not understanding what I'm saying.
4: Okay. That's what it sounded like, though.
3: Yeah, said. me too.
0: Well, okay. Oh. I suppose maybe that you is you not sounded. You too? It, it didn't
2: sound like that. Duh. Me.
0: Okay. It, it's the angels going, <laughs> no ah, we. Oui. It's just the, the word choosing. Is so right. there, there is a judgment being made. Identifying what is what. Yeah. Right. There is a judgment.
5: It's just identifying. Identifying.
0: Yeah. Identifying. Yeah observing and, and having and having the ability to do that. Okay. Yeah it is in a sense but it's not I choose you to be a weed makes you a weed.
5: Right. You can't change what it is. It's just identical. Right.
0: Or it doesn't matter that you're a weed. I'm going to make you a weed.
2: Why would, as yeah. long as you're going to be dynamic and, I, uh-huh. and the truth is going to keep, keep slipping and there's only one person that knows it. Anyway it keeps slipping through our finger, mental fingers and we're going to be uh-huh. dynamic. Why would the Messiah let the devil or anybody else, any demon, sow <laughs> this bad
0: stuff in why didn't, with the cross? Why wasn't the devil stopped from doing this? Why would
2: you let him? Why would you want him to? And if you, don't, if you didn't want him to, why did you let him? Aren't you going back to Adam and Eve? I mean, the whole creation uh, yeah. of man? No, I'm not going back to Adam. I'm going back the to this. this you're at, you're at, your
0: question presumes that there was a desire to have only wheat. Why would not there
2: be by a Messiah by a God?
0: My goodness, how boring would it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 just, I just love the, the little devils. The thing my mother loves to do the most is pull weeds. <laughs> she can't wait to get out in that garden and start pulling them weeds. So <laughs> you <laughs> like,
3: I have it's that. Like it's like a religious else. experience. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as I long as you're pulling white I, weed, weeds. Uh, kind
0: of yeah, me. but you got to be careful does that. She, does she feel angelic when she's doing? I could call her one of the angels. <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear how Thomas relates yeah. this same thing. Oh, now, just so, so that you know this... It's
3: going to be a long unit, folks. <laughs> We're in trouble, I know.
0: Just so that you know this, Sorry. Thomas is has many layers of history. This portion comes from the oldest Greek layer. Not the later Coptic layers. It's not part of the... Gnostic portion. It's part of the earlier Christian portion. Jesus said, the Father's kingdom is like a person who has good seed. His enemy came during the night and sowed weeds among the good seed. The person did not let the workers pull up the weeds, but said to them, no, otherwise you might pull up the weeds and pull up the weed along with them. For on the day of the harvest, the weeds will be conspicuous, and it will be pulled up and burned.
2: <laughs> that is so. By your fruits you shall know them. How could you burn something that had no choice in what it was? Oh, I'm just well. wondering now,
0: Well, That's so dynamic. You see, it's changing. We do, so all, I'm not really we do it weeds. all the time. We do it all the time, <laughs> and it's not. In process, it's at the end. when there is no more to be discovered, it's done. Kind of idea. in that true 2020 spiritual sight that God and God's angels has. We're never going to solve this, but this is the parable. And that's Jesus' interpretation of the parable, or as some scholars like Bear here has said, it's Matthew's understanding of how Jesus would have interpreted his parable. And, and I
3: think it's, it's, it's a mistake to equate son of man in Matthew's terms with God. And maybe Augustine. I said no, that's I mean, Augustine's yeah, interpretation. Yeah. So uh, if, if it's my interpretation as, as too. It's my interpretation too, a,
0: but it's not Jewish, Jewish. Jewish identifies a stark distinction between Son of Man, Messianic nature,
3: and Yahweh. When you, when you equate it yeah. with God, then you start running into the problems that Richard's creating with... Well, Richard's... The ...and all that stuff. That's so that, part of, like, that's of the problem, is, is. yes. Wow. Thank you.
0: But that's also where we end up getting ourselves into the whole situation in our interpretation process. Let's keep going, because otherwise we could spend the entire evening on one parable. Mm-hmm. And we got 30 to look at, friends. <laughs> 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 um, we'll um, still be here in October.
4: It could be that the people are the
0: field. We're going to come to an answer for that really fast here. Okay. As in, as in the very next one. Okay. Okay, go to Matthew thirteen forty four. 1344, parable of the hidden treasure, 1344. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid, then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Well, that's a a parable, and it's awfully short. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's a cute. Here's here's let There's so let's read there.
0: let's read its twin, which is the very next one. Again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went out and sold all that he had and bought it. So it's the twin of forty four. Forty five is. Now, in the first parable, what's going on? It's the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure hidden in a field. It's hidden in a field. Someone found and hid that treasure. Aha! I found this chest filled with... $444,000 $444,000 of gold, let's bury it in the field so no one else will find it, and then I'm gonna go and I'm going to sell all that I have to buy that field so I can get out of that field that treasure that I want. He don't, he's not really interested in the field. He's interested in the treasure in the field. And to get the treasure in the field, he buys the whole thing.
2: Um, I don't want to get too literal on this because I know the 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 truth is dynamic here again. (laughs) But uh, let me ask you this. Why would the man, this is the same man that
0: found it, and he hides it in the field, and then he decides to buy the whole field? No, he hides it in the field so that he can go go sell his stuff and get enough money together to buy the whole field to get that treasure. That's Can I ask the obvious
2: question? Of course. Why do you just keep it and not put it in the field? Anyone had to buy the field? <laughs> what
0: the hell is going on here? Wasn't I'm sorry, it hidden just... in the field to start with? You it was hidden say. in the field. He ran across it He ran field. across it in the field. He don't <laughs> want nobody to know. So, so he reburies like, it he, in the he field. He
1: found oil in that field. And he uh, cut that field. That sucker up and said, I'm buying that field.
0: Then, then so he goes to Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the with Granny <Beverly laughs> and Jethro. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't <laughs> his field that he found it. No. That's why he has to buy it. And he, he didn't put it there. we know that? He, that it's because it's that's what it says. You don't buy a field you already own, do you? Someone. But that's what I was wondering. What his problem was actually? Someone the, found
3: and hid, and he figured out it was there
0: somewhere. It says he the kingdom would've... of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. It's already in the field. It's hidden right. there, which someone found and then hid. So he finds it and then hides it again. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He's he's going through the field, he stumbles over it. Eureka, look what I found. Uh-oh, if I come out of this field dragging this chest, they're going to catch me at it, and they're going to want to know where I got it from. Uh, let me dig a hole here, recover it up, go sell everything that I had, because this field cost $6,000. That's $444,000 in gold in that chest. I don't have enough money to get that, but I can get the whole field. So I'll go, sell it, and get the field, and then I'll have the treasure. But well, that's taking it literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The concept is, you got a field, a huge field, and I'm willing to buy that whole field <coughs> to get out of it just that which I want, and only that which I want. Now look at the second parable, a pearl of great price. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Instead of buying the field, in the second parable, all the pearls, he doesn't buy all the pearls. He buys the one that he wants. The first one is a general statement. The kingdom of heaven is God gathering all in so that he can choose, he can have, he can select out of them all that treasure that he wants. The second snapshot parable is God finds that treasure, that one pearl, sells all that he has
3: to get it. You think that God is the, is, the, is the buyer? Is the case, merchant. In each case?
0: Yeah, the buyer, the merchant. That's where that's how you do that identification. At least that's one of the ways to do it. He's buying, not selling? It's buying, he's doing both. He's selling all that he has to buy the one thing. As well as or in the field case, to buy the field to get the one thing. So what's buy.
1: he giving up to have that one thing?
0: Everything that he has. Everything. So he he goes and sells all that he has. He went and sold all that he had.
1: So is it all of his other followers?
0: All of his stuff. Christian interpretation, it's Jesus.
1: Okay.
0: The father sells, gives Jesus in order to get it all. And then out of the hall, all, comes the treasure. That's the first snapshot. Second snapshot, it's that pearl. And you're the pearl. That's and that means he's telling and all you're the good people. And you right? are bought. You, it's you. a key
5: thing because we don't look at ourselves as uh-uh. we are bought. We're slaves. We owe debt. We are, we don't we are possess- a
3: debt. Posi- we are a
0: precious possession.
5: But we like to look at ourselves that way.
0: Well, that's why God did it. I mean, if God didn't find us a pearl of great price, God wouldn't have done this.
2: Yeah, but you just pointed out that he chose Karen and threw the rest of us a- Left the rest of the little pearl somewhere. Not necessarily. Yeah.
0: The second snapshot is a particular one to the specific individual, but it doesn't necessarily mean to the exclusion of any others. It's just a single snapshot. It's just a single snapshot. I would understand that. Oh yeah. And
4: the pearl might have been a group.
0: Well, the, the pearl stands right for down, all, all of, of that right. which is precious, just as right. the treasure, the treasure in the, the field. That's why these are twin parables. There's one more from Matthew that I want to look at that follows the same basic conception, and it's Matthew 13, 47 through 53. It's the drawing in of the net. It follows immediately where we were. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 47 through 50 is essentially an echo parallel of the parable on the tares.
2: Who's gnash, Who is gnashing and who's weeping and gnashing the teeth? The people that are burning up or the people that are watching them?
0: Where there will be. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth.
2: So it's the people right before they're burning to a crisp
0: weeping and gnashing their teeth. Sounds like they're already in the furnace. While. It's in the furnace that it happens, therefore it's while. Well, it won't be for long. Where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, now notice the dynamics here. This is very similar to the, the parable of the field. The, the net is cast out wide. And when you cast out a net wide, you're going to catch the bass and the gar. You don't want the gar. You want the bass. But to get the bass, you've got to haul in the hole, including the nasty, stinky-smelling gar, That once you get it out, you can, you know, throw it away and you keep the bass. Of course, you can't take the analogy too far because you know what happens, Rich? You end up eating the fish. (laughs) So don't draw the analogy and the metaphor to its complete conclusion or you have God eating us. (laughs) So please, don't take... Oh, it's the inverse of it, actually. (laughs) But no, that's... The, 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 don't take it to the
2: extreme. But I did like your analogy. I wanted to point this out. The gar, anybody's ever dealt with those gar, alligator gar? they nasty. They can mess up the net, and you could lose a good fish because that gar messes up the net. They will
0: sneak that catfish off the trot line. Oh, gosh. Yes. Dad used to carry a, his service pistol with him. And we it. would be running the trot line, oh, and there'd be a turtle on it. I said, "Watch this!" And he'd stick <laughs> that, and that turtle would be coming out trying to get him, and he'd stick that gun in there and pull that trigger, and that turtle's shell would <laughs> pfft, like skeet, or the turtle gar would be on the line if he actually got yeah. caught with the hook instead of. And a I bet sk-
5: that turtle off. was um,
0: wailing and gnashing Nash her <laughs> teeth. <laughs> well, right here's the gar it's gnashing, Hot, <laughs> and he would take that gun and stick it in and the pull that trigger. And thing I thing. got that gun, and you can still see little scrapes on it. Oh, we no. where the gar teeth got. We're like where the where gar yeah, teeth man. got Those it. Those are nasty. And pull that trigger, and the other end of that fish. <laughs> <laughs> and the gar is still
4: hanging on. Yes, yeah, right. gar still <laughs> hanging
0: on, it's but it's nasty dead, and eventually yeah. it lets go. Yeah. But I mean, that's wow. the. I mean, if they're nasty. They're disgusting. Oh, but when yeah. you're throwing out a net. You're get that I time. mean, unless you're, if you're going after, what's that Hawaiian fish, the hupu hupu nuku nukua, the tiny itty bitty little micro fish, unless you're going for something like that, you're going to have a net that has rather large-ish holes. So you're not going to catch goldfish, but you're going to catch lots of fish of multiple sizes and varieties, and you're not going to want some of it. Good Jews are not going to want the catfish. Now we do because we want to fry it up and have a nice dinner but but the Jews don't want okay. that. No? You'd have made a Jew <laughs> good Jew. <over> there. <laughs> but, but the good fish they would want. Catfish, want. So you cast the net wide and one good interpretation is casting that is proclaiming the gospel to all to hear it. Then it's not it's not the person who does the casting really so much it's the angels again. It's again the angels who come out and separate, sort the evil from the righteous. The wanted from the unwanted. And then cast the unwanted into the fiery furnace, the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hmm. These are kingdom parables. The kingdom parables focus in on ultimate judgment. Not in process judgment, ultimate judgment. In the bringing of the kingdom to fruition. Very, very important kind of parable. Problematic for a lot of people. Illustrative of the approaches that... And it's very Jewish, by the way, in character and nature. It deals with fishing, it deals with farming, it deals with buying and selling of goods, and all of this stuff was very much part and parcel of the world that they lived in. They they could grasp these concepts really easily and then come to understand God spreads the net far and wide to gather in and then select out those which God wants.
2: This would be Jewish and you wouldn't need, this would not need to be Christian, would it? No, this,
0: Well, as Jesus proclaimed it, yeah. he proclaimed it to a bunch of Jews. That's so you don't need Jesus for
2: this, To them, for that parable? Well, not
0: there. for this parable, not, not so much so. Okay. It's Although, Jewish because one. of the character and the nature and who spoke it, it, ha- it takes on a Christian interpretation especially considering where it is. Well, yeah, it's in red in my book here. (laughs) I mean, you know, (laughs) it's in those, it's in his lips. Um, I want to, we can go back and talk about this again, but because we could go to the workers in the vineyard and I'd love to, but we don't have time. I want to look at a little bit from Luke because we're going to probably end up spending uh, most of our time in one. So go ahead and, uh, we're gonna. We know the story of the Good Samaritan. We've seen it in Godspell plenty of times. We know the. We know the parable of the prodigal son. We know the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. So I want you to turn to the parable of the unjust steward. That is Luke 16:1 through 8. Interesting. The, the story, the Godspell production is billed as being the gospel according to St. Matthew and, let ha- and yet more than half of the parables that are told in it are unique to Luke mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Luke chapter 16 now this one could go through the first half of 8 or it could go all the way through 15 and it really depends upon who you talk to in terms of scholars as to how long you take this one Let's just start it. Then Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man, the manager, was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do? Now that my master is taking the position away from me, I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as a manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Wow, cool. Okay. <laughs> then he asked another, How much do you owe? And he replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. Oh, I wasn't a fifty. Huh. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. Let's stop there. This is hard enough. Right now, we've got hard enough work to do. What in the world is going on? We've got, I mean, at first, okay, I kind of have an idea. Maybe I Maybe I can guess where this is going to go. And then we see this dishonest, identified as the dishonest manager, he calls, he says, okay, oh, I've got a feather in my nest. i got to get people who they're going to like me. Yep. So he calls them in, cut your bill in half, cut your bill at 20%. And then they're going to like me when I get dismissed. And it says... And in in verse 8 is the shocker and his master commended the dishonest manager (laughs) because he had acted shrewdly that's the end of the actual parable Uh, I, I do agree with the scholars who say that that is the actual end of the parable itself the rest is interpretation um how do we understand
2: this? Well, I remember how Chris Venable understood it, which was really? completely opposite of the rest of us didn't know what the hell we were talking about. He was saying that the, um, you weren't being, you know, because we, like the normal good people we are, we see the morality play, and we see the dishonesty being rewarded.
0: Yeah, that's what it says on the surface. Yeah,
2: rather than you're really planning for your own future or well-being by doing some things now for the future once you see something's coming. so
0: When you see something's coming you make preparation. Exactly. (sighs) Okay, let's put this parable back into its original context. This is an absentee landlord. He's not on site. He doesn't live there. He has an on-site manager whose job it is to oversee the entire operation he gets his income by taking a percentage of the income that is paid to his master. So, he has been accused of dealing dishonestly. It says uh, squandering, uh, squandering his property, wasting his property. Squandering could very well mean also consuming the master's property, stealing from The master's property, taking from the master's property that which is the master's property and not his. And so he gets called on the carpet, he's asked about this, and he says, Oh God, caught. And then he goes and he tells them, he tells one, cut your bill by 50%. And then he tells the other one, cut your bill by 20%. In either case, half or 20%, both of those figures are far above biblical allowed usury levels. Oh, yeah. And the interpretation is, seems to be that what this dishonest servant was actually doing was charging way over the top and taking far more in other words you owe, actually owe only 50 but I'm charging you a hundred taking 50 Price and 50 couch. goes to the master.
5: Huh?
0: Price couch. Uh, yeah. On his end. Taking a whole lot more than was his due for doing his job
3: which was less than 10 percent. So he's correcting what his... He's actually is.
0: correcting it down getting rid of his malfeasance. reestablishing what it should be when he got caught, a very shrewd action, by the way, Mm -hmm. reestablishing the way it would be once he got caught. In doing that, the people that he was quite frankly stealing from are going to be thankful because here the master gets the bill. He sees, oh my gosh. Rich actually does owe, you know, hundred. Well, if I knock off the standard extra fee, that means he only owes me ninety-six now. When you really only owe him fifty-two or forty-eight or whatever it is, you see. And so that's that's um, that's kind of what he's doing. He's 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 reingratiating himself to the people he's been stealing from. He's still a dirty rotten scoundrel, but. He's being commended here for being shrewd and setting the table right. It's a totally different interpretation than is on the surface. But if you understand the context in which these kinds of things happened, it makes perfect sense. He was taking far more off the top than was his due as the manager. That's why he was being called on the carpet to begin with. He fixes it. Okay, you're really only fifty. You really only owe eighty. And he's and in all and both of those cases it's far above what it should have been anyway. I mean, he was charging far more than he should have been.
5: It Would have been a lot easier if they didn't include the little section prior to that about his motive. I mean if you just yeah. left if you just left the correcting in like you're saying then you could assume that he what will was i do convicted to say you know i was doing oh well,
0: that would that would be helpful I <laughs> yeah, that that would, that that would be, helpful be helpful to in order to identify the man as corrupted but fundamentally honest
5: right, right. but the fact well, that he, there's the no remorse his, oh yeah
0: seeing no the error of his no, it, no no and and right. this is there's he no repentance there's mm.
5: people ingratiated to him when he goes to but gets kicked out of his present situation.
0: In part, correct. He, he, there is absolutely no contrition. He's not sad that he did the wrong thing. He said he got caught. Bingo.
5: Well, he doesn't even seem that sad because he's oh, no. over grieving.
0: And he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's upset practical. because he's very lost practical. his job. Very right? I don't want to <laughs> work. I can't dig. I don't like work. I don't, don't want to do this. Too what will I, I do now that my master is taking away the position from me? I've decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. He's, he's, uh, he's doing this to save himself, mm-hmm. right. to, get him, to give himself uh, an avenue to walk after he's out of his job. Um, I don't think there's anything that says is that this fella is in any way, shape, or form good, or has seen the error of his ways mm-hmm. and wants to repent. I mean, you, you would expect that way in the story. You'd expect the story to go, the master calls him in, berates him for it. He he realizes his error of his ways. He changes that. He, he, he restores to all the people the money that he stole from them, blah, 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 blah. And the master forgives him and reinstates him in his job. I mean, that's kind of what you almost half expect to read. Take there. Instead, the guy's still a dirty, rotten scoundrel, but he's going to come clean in order to... Mm. give him some place to go once he's out of the job of course
3: the people who accept him are kind of stupid because <laughs> yeah. he's been gouging them and they think he's doing them a favor yeah yeah. well he, he's, they think Very he's good. doing
0: him a favor and actually he kind of is in that had he just left and gone it's away books. all of these people their, their debt would be on the books the master wouldn't necessarily know what the debt should be and they end up paying a heck of a lot more than they should.
5: Yeah, but your presumption was that that's why he found out. So he... he if
0: and it fits. If it fits your with the context. With the debts context. Were
5: left on there the way they were. Uh-huh. It makes sense that the master would say, okay, these debts are obviously the, over... Internally,
0: insane. the interpretation holds together. But it, you have to assume certain things which are contextually based on society at the time.
3: Well, the master's reaction is perhaps the most... Uh huh. So unusual. Point. Exactly. How <laughs> you do think? you get you this react?
0: This is the what drives the question. How do you how do you get this response as told by Jesus? Unless that's the proper interpretation of the passage, it becomes really hard to accept the master saying, um, "You rascal." <laughs> yep. You're a bad guy. The master commended the dishonest manager because he acted shrewdly. Yes.
5: What's the original? Does it help me to go back to the original Greek? Yeah,
1: King Hebrew? James says he was wise, I think it said. He had done wisely, is the King James Well, oh, that's even worse. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I, I'll accept the shrewd before I roll the wise. Yeah, yeah. the,
5: the, the 26 translations on that particular section. Got King James saying, because he had done wisely. Then you have another one say, on the shrewdness of his action. Yeah. And another one, for acting so astutely. Moffat says, mm-hmm. for looking ahead. Mm-hmm. Another one says, because he had been so careful for his own future. And the uh, final one says, because he acted with shrewd business sense. Ooh. Which Cheer. all of those reasons, though,
0: Mm-hmm.
5: seem a bit strange well <laughs> all those series yeah. seem a <laughs> bit strange and yet
0: they fall all of them work with the interpretation within the limits of the interpretation well, as how
5: would the master be commending that
0: let me look to see just a second what that word is i am hmm. curious to see if it says commend <laughs> yeah blotted
2: Oh that's, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful! Thanks. <laughs> that <laughs> that
0: doesn't, help, doesn't help any does it? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it uh, doesn't. Uh, shrewd is the best translation I can find. So you're now being shrewd very shrewd. His actions, uh-huh.
3: so well, you you could uh, the master, assuming he knows what's going on, realizes that he he has not lost anything that he's really owed because this right. guy has been pilfered. So what he's, what he's probably hurting is, his
0: business in the process, otherwise. Sure. But
3: what what he is commending is this fellow's action to, to uh, uh, you know, undo it and and maybe win the accolades of these poor schmucks that he was screwing over, you know, who are too stupid to realize that he's he still he's doing them a favor. You know. Commended, he still loses his job.
5: Could the master not have known his intention? I mean, when you're reading this parable, if it's all about the master and the master's reaction, um, and the master's just seeing on the surface that he looks he could be correcting a wrong. Even though he knows he's going to be fired, at least he's correcting the wrong. The master could be oblivious of his real motivation. But could he be commending oh. him? Oh, well, he says, but
3: "Good job. You're, they're going to like you. doesn't he say that?" Because no, he's what not at ends
2: at eight. He does not say that. He's not commending the action. Well, well, if it we're getting anybody. at eight for right now. Right. Keep You're going in at eight. Mm.
0: What now?
5: Keep. Well, no, I, I thought I, I, I pretty much, you didn't. I didn't finish. I wasn't sure
0: you were done. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was. Well, you
5: go
3: down to verse nine and then. Come. We're, we're, we're getting ready to do that.
5: The ma- it's all about what the master, I guess, is seeing, is what I'm saying. So is the goodness in the master seeing a change and responding to that and when the real motivation may have been hidden at that time by the, man from the master? Uh,
3: I don't, I don't s- think so, because I think that's what shrewdly means. I mean, mm-hmm. He, he, he hasn't shrewdly done, is to get some out of this. He hasn't
0: done way. well, good and faithful servant. <laughs> really He's not done <laughs> that's that. That's he badly. has done shrewdly. The word used is... In a sense, a positive one, but it also is something of a problematic one. It's not necessarily great.
5: What was the first part of verse eight, where it says, "And the Lord, and the Lord commended." That was looking that one up.
0: Lauded. Uh, uh, that applauded would be or applauded applauded. Lauded. Said, Praise. "Hey, yeah, look at that." Yeah.
2: He's praising the shrewdness if you stop at
0: eight, not the action, is that not correct? Yeah, he's not praising anything to do with the with the stealing or half the force, anything anything else Maybe. that resulted in him catching this guy.
5: He's praising the change of just just,
0: no, no, no. just the action whereby he has reestablished the proper value for what's owed to the master by these people, and in so doing has shown that he is really kind of smart in protecting his future options yeah there you go preparing a road for him to walk when he leaves the and excuse service. me P,
2: but which one of us would not do that if we saw it coming which one of us would not go to church even longer tonight if uh, we found out at 12 o'clock it was over I'm gonna leave the building <laughs> I'm here baby I'm over there in the okay cross. now that we've dealt
0: with just the parable let's continue with some of the interpretation of it. We've we've looked at just the parable itself. Now let's look at some of the interpretation. After mine has a semicolon there. I don't know what y'all says, but mine has a semicolon. For the children of this age, world, we got children of this age. Yeah, Uyoi to. Aionas, the, the, the kids of this evil age usually in, in a way, are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. The children of this age would be this, this, uh, this manager. He's classified as a children of this age, a child of this age, are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. <laughs> Ow. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth or mammon, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal home.
3: That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> you have home? I have homes.
0: Homes, plural. Yeah. Um, the literal is tents. Yeah. Tents, yeah. I've got eternal
2: dwellings here.
0: And I tell you, I make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. <laughs> dwellings, tents. <laughs> 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 do You see why I wanted to separate out. Uh, yes. That's an easy one. Don't hear this one too often. Uh, no. <laughs> yes. Why isn't this preached on? The yeah, lectionary does include it, but it's rarely preached on. <laughs> what does this
2: say? This says Enron is great. Enron is where you want to be. Well,
5: the first part's not too difficult. No, first
0: part's easy. Well, up to it the down. point, where,
5: yeah, until you fail, that would be my, I mean, the, the first part the For the, part, for the saying, children of this age yeah, are... saying that the people of the, the children of the light, unlike the children of this age who will change their behavior knowing how it's going to affect their future, the children of the light, it seems, aren't astute enough to maybe change <laughs> their behavior. Let me,
0: let me give it a slightly, a spin on that. The children of the light aren't going to be doing evil things. They maintain. They do the right thing always, even when it hurts them. The children of this age, doing the wrong thing, get caught. They'll make the adjustments they need to make to get by, to survive. The children of this age aren't going to get caught doing what this manager did. They wouldn't do this. You mean the children of the light. The children of the, see, I got it backwards. The children of this of the light wouldn't get caught doing what the manager does. So they don't, they're not, they, they get caught. They, if things go badly, if, if, if they get attacked, they're not gonna change. It would be wrong for them to, because they would start doing evil things. They're doing the light things, the right things, the things that survive in the light and don't have to hide in the darkness. Whereas the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation then with the children of the light.
5: And then verse nine, isn't it also talking to the, about the, to the children of the light?
0: And I tell you. He's
3: talking to the disciples.
0: And I tell you, <laughs> yeah, make, fr- yes, correct. Make yeah. friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth. Who,
5: who is he telling that to? Which ones to do that? This need- children of the light?
0: Well, he's saying this to the disciples. I would hope the disciples are children of the light. <laughs> oh, we got a real problem. Tonight. <laughs> I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth. Now, that word wealth there is problematic. I would prefer mammon because mammon has certain interpretive characteristics to it, which would be more helpful. So that when it is gone, when the mammon is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Within the context, and I read a bunch of commentaries on that one, verse 9. The context, and this is supported in part by other things that are said in Luke. A context seems to say, uh, it seems to be lending this towards almsgiving, giving it away. If you come by... If you happen to get into your possession, even though you're a child of the light, uh, some mammon,
3: give it away to the poor. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, don't be a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> be I real, know, you know.
2: <laughs> That's an English teacher that said that. Can you- yes, <laughs> yeah. He said it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I didn't. Yeah. Know, but it's true well put, well put. I
3: was groping. Well I'm sorry wussies 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 that's what I was going for well, <laughs> I, you know, just, don't I tell wussy. you it's make practical. friends for yourselves by
0: means of dishonest wealth of mammon so that when it is gone they may welcome you into the eternal homes and not treat you like wussies <laughs> <laughs> You will see you. Read uh, read some of your translations. Verse 9. Mean,
5: if my, if this one doesn't help. <laughs> no. It really doesn't help. Nine. I'm just confused. Who is he talking about? Whose friends is he wanting you to make? And they're going to fail. And what's the everlasting habitation of getting in bed with people who are failing? I'm confused. So
0: that you survive even, even in the midst of it.
5: Yeah, I, I'm really confused. I, on this one. I feel
0: stupid. a woman logo. You feel stupid. This is hard. No. This is, this is not one of the favorite parables, I don't know. The Greek word is mammonen, Mammon Mammon. Teis adikes. Dex Estes. Um The NRSV renders it rather well except for wealth. And I tell you, make friends. Uh, cultivate friendships, the word there is uh, phileus, phileo, make uh, friends for yourselves uh, by means of ill-gotten mammon, or evil mammon, probably is the better rendering here, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal dwellings.
5: Well, one translation, I suppose, which one. It's right or not, but when you're translating the section that says, of the man and of unrighteousness, that's what the King James says. Uh One of these says, by the right use of your money, which so easily tends to wrongdoing, make friends for yourselves by the right use of money, which so easily tends to wrongdoings. Make friends. With money that uh, um that's often used in wrong ways. There you go, yeah. there you go.
0: Repeat that. Make, make read that read that again. Make what it's combining two different versions. Yes, here. it is. But and okay. win
5: friends for yourselves with the money that's often
0: used in wrong ways. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's the basic idea. Mm-hmm. Take the mammon that would be used evilly, and use it for good.
1: That's pretty much what my note is alluding Read your note. Yeah. Um, money. The unrighteous manager used his master's money to buy earthly friends. Believers are to use the master's money in a way that will accrue friends for eternity by investing in the kingdom gospel that brings sinners to salvation so that when they arrive in heaven, those sinners will be there to welcome them. Christ did not commend the man's dishonesty. He pointedly called him unrighteous. He only used him as an illustration to show that even the most wicked sons of the world are shrewd enough to provide for themselves against coming evil. Believers ought to be more shrewd because they are concerned with eternal matters, not just earthly
0: ones. And that, pa- that bypasses the contextual interpretation and goes after the basic surface understanding. Not entirely wrong, but uh, but lacks the nuances uh, that explains why the master did a few of the things that he did. Well, the last honest. thing she read though was right on It's topic. right on the money. The, the last
2: sentence, five yeah. words was right mm-hmm. exactly the same. It sounds like, except when, she, when you combine those two, it sounded like you're taken away and maybe not you're putting it on the wrong side. You're going from active to passive on the money because the money sounds like here and what you read being the money was ill-gotten.
0: The money is ill-gotten but the money in and of itself because it's ill-gotten therefore t- t- therefore somehow tends towards evil. Will be used in evil ways. Ill-gotten money is used ill-gottenly. Okay, but he's saying asking
2: us to use the ill-gotten money
0: in the, in the proper the, ways, the proper, in the right way right, to help use other to, people. To Essentially yes.
1: Yeah, very Centers can I try, righteousness. Righteousness. try again? No, please, please, right. please. So
5: if, if from the middle of 8 on, 8 okay. gets on, he would be saying then um, that the, the children of this generation are, are like we, what we read in the prior first verses of that parable that you're separating out, okay, uh-huh. they're looking what they can get and how right. it all benefits them. Um, and it's saying here, which is still, they're, they're wiser than the children of the light, or maybe they appear to be wiser of the children of the light, because he's saying the children of the light should have an eternal perspective in all that they're doing. So that when the end comes and they leave this earth and they die or whatever, they end up being, being going to heaven. Mm-hmm. So is that more
0: on yes. the right line? Yes. The, pe- the children of this age are doing evil. That's what they do. To to borrow from one of the earlier parables, they've been sown by the devil. That's what they do. If they, when caught, can change some of their ways in order to survive, that's shrewdness. They're good at that. Whereas the children of the light don't have that nature, don't have that capacity because they are doing good and if evil arises they're not going to change to not be attacked they are going to be persecuted as a result
5: and from the world's perspective they would not be seen to be wise
0: from the context of the children of this age that's
5: why they can use that word that they that they're wiser because it's from a worldly perspective correct
0: that is the perspective of the whole thing
3: but but assuming that the disciples are children of light He's suggesting that they should do something a little different now, right? based on this lesson.
0: There's been some speculation that in the church, or churches, in which Luke is writing and is writing to, there has been been received a cache of funds, yeah, of money, like real, like of some yeah. financial assets that may have came from pagan sources or from some Roman imperial position or may have been stolen and then given to the church. Don't and, send it back. And they are taking... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't send it back. <laughs> and, they are, and, and they are... And Luke is citing this story. Like Paul. To then say, no, don't give it back. Instead, use the ill gotten good, ill gotten mammon for good. <laughs> the people of this age, in this world, shrewd people that they are, they would change just slightly in order to, to get by, to survive. You are children of the light. You know what? Sometimes that means you're sometimes a little bit stupid. And in this case, you've gotten this cash of money. Use it for good.
5: I don't see where you get the idea that there was a cache of money that oh. came in from a tainted source. That's
0: a speculation based upon the weird articulation of this. How Luke is placing the parable from Jesus and then spinning the interpretation. The assumption is is that from the second half of 8 on, you have more of a Lucan interpretation. Interestingly enough, there's a subtle change in some of the grammar constructions between 1 through 8a and 8b to the end of 9, and actually all even further. That seems to indicate that you have more Luke speaking and less Jesus speaking in the verses that follow 8a. And that's... That is, it's not a lot of material there to base it on, but but it. But nevertheless, there is some there. It looks like he's quoting more or less verbatim with minor changes and adjustments 1 through 8A. And then suddenly, it's like, now he's spitting an interpretation, and it's a little convoluted. <laughs> a little. <laughs> but it's because there's some underlying information that we don't know. And that could be, something like that could be it, that there's been some collection, of, if it's just money that was given by a believer, how is it in any way, shape, or form mammon, which is a negative conception yeah. for it, that it, when money is referenced that way, it's usually a negative, there's something so that's wrong the, with it. So
3: that's the word for wealth, mammon? Here, yes, it?
0: that's the word that's being used here. It's not the I'm only sure word for that. wealth that could be used, and it is ill-gotten, mammon. Oof, wow. That's what it says. Dishonest unrighteous, ill gotten, wrongly received. So if we don't use
2: the cash and money coming from bad sources or something like that, what would be the reason for the master? And this is an eight for at the end of eight, not
0: in the interpretation,
2: what would be for the master, as you said the Greek word lauded or praising, the shrewdness of the dishonest manager?
0: Oh the the that that praising came No, that's at the beginning of 8. And yeah. the manage, uh, and the, his master commended right. the dishonor, that's at the beginning of 8. Because he had acted shrewdly. So you're that's not part out of, of the air. parable. That's part of the parable.
2: Right, so you're not out of 8. Why, what reasons are given for the master commending that if it's not part of this spin-off
0: interpretation? Uh, the, we've already said that. He's commending him in that he has acted shrewdly in adjusting the, the balances down to reflect reality. Uh, and in so doing has garnered the goodwill of the people
3: that he has been treating like schmucks. You, know, there, you can't escape that what's what's here is some type of praise for shrewdness. Of course. You know, the, yeah. now, now, why that's they the would question. Praise shrewdness other than there's something commendable about being shrewd in certain circumstances?
0: And I would say that's probably true, but, yeah. but then when you shift it over into... Well, what are the children of light supposed to be doing? By the way, the children of this age and the children of light are actually quite uh, Essene, Christi- uh, Essene Jewish language that forms Does Luke, Luke
3: use children of light a lot? Yes, not a
0: lot, but he does yeah. use it where no one else does. So, I mean, he it's interesting that mm. this Essene type language survives in here. And it's one of the reasons why this parable is identified as being uh, – the parable is identified as being 100% from Jesus, i.e. It's, it's almost certain to be coming from Jesus because it's one of the most hardest parables that exist. <laughs> <laughs> the church wouldn't make it up. <laughs> you, Jesus. It is a really hard one. And the interpretation that comes after 8A doesn't help a whole lot. In fact, it makes it worse.
5: Can I ask a question? Uh, you know, when you look at just chapter, just verse nine, and uh-huh. just read it, for instance, without just in the King James version, it really makes it difficult. And you're just looking at the King James, yeah. it really makes it difficult. Uh, and says completely something different than what these other translations are saying. Sure. I mean, the King James. Read the King verse James nine is, and I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when ye fail they may receive you into everlasting habitation Read that again I know it's just did, the pronoun usage
0: is wrong there the prepositional, excuse me, usage and is wrong And I
5: say unto you, comma, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, semicolon, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations that's the King James. That's the King James, and that just that's just exactly so how written. different from any of these other
0: interpretations. Um, I will have to pull the uh, majority text to see if there's been some monkeying around. Let me look. There may have been some monkeying around in the Greek here to try to fix it. If they did, they really screwed it up worse. Oh, boy, is there ever. Yeah. Um, there are several textual variants here. Read it again in the King Jamie.
5: And I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations.
0: Yeah. Um, part of it, actually, there's only a small textual issue. It is an issue. I, I need to read it, though, in the majority text to really understand it. Uh, the, the the biggest problem is, is the change in the English language. Make friends... Of, of, the mammon, mammon. Of, un, uh, it, of the mammon of of the mammon un, of unrighteousness. That's make to
5: yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness.
0: Okay, okay. in in uh, in the English of sixteen eleven, that phrasing would probably we would translate that more properly as by means of the mammon of unrighteousness.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, make make friends using mm-hmm. the mammon of unrighteousness. Not that the mammon of, un- of unrighteousness becomes your friend.
5: Well, it was like the people right. using the mammon of
0: unrighteousness became your friends. Oh no, you use the mammon of unrighteousness to make friends. Right to gain friends, and that's, and that's
2: what the NIV says. I tell you, you use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. That 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 that's is exactly a classic
0: example of the change in the prepositional structures of English over the last four hundred years.
1: I, I, but then I don't understand how then those friends you've made with that mammon how they can receive you into everlasting habitation. So Who are the friends?
0: Okay, sort of if you <laughs> understand that as you're you're giving, you're taking the money, the you're poor. giving it to the poor. By giving it to the poor, you are doing good works, you are expressing your love that God has for the poor, and you're giving it, and in so doing, you are further ushered into the kingdom of God.
5: Why do they say, though, that when ye fail, and then in other versions uh-huh. that's being translated, so that when the end comes, so that when money is a thing of the that's,
0: past, the, that's the textual issue. Mm-hmm. This one says
5: that when ye fail. I mean that's,
0: that's where the textual thing comes in. I'm almost certain of that. I need to read it in the majority text because the textual note here is only is incomplete. But it, it does give where the textual changes are, but it doesn't say what they all are. And that sometimes happens. But when they fail is, is a textual issue.
5: What do you mean by that?
0: That means that the King James uh, pre- uh, has suffered from changes to the text by scribes who've tried to fix okay. this, and they're actually and making it worse. Later versions They've have, made it worse. have it better. Yes, ha- l- later versions have the more original so reading. So, what
1: does the NIV use
3: instead of when they fail? How does the when it's it is <laughs> gone?
2: So that when it is
3: gone, exactly, yes. like, our you will be welcomed exactly. into eternal life. at the end when it's done. Okay. When it's gone.
0: When when the money when, when the money is gone. 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 So when, when the evil he stuff he fail, is gone. When he fail, which yeah. is I mean just when he he fail is probably really reflect. That's what this is saying here in the textual note. It says that the text as contained in the nestle Aland 27th edition of the New Testament, Greek New Testament contains the reading that supports the reading in the NRSV and the NIV. The older copy, which includes the, the majority text and several other manuscripts uh, from later than the 9th century AD, uh, exchange when it, com- when it comes to the, an, an end to when you fail. Now I feel
5: better because when I was saying I was really confused because I was was just reading my King James. This is an illustration of where
0: (laughs) scribes over time trying to fix this reading have made it worse. Probably because of editorial processes, pieces of repair have fallen out, and that repair is interpretation. In fact, there is some... I was looking at the note for eight. There's a slight textual variant there as well, but it doesn't really impact it. There are other textual variants throughout the parable as scribes have tried to fix elements of it to make it sound more like what they thought it would. <laughs> so, why it so that when it fails. The
1: money.
0: The money when the when the money comes to its yeah. end. And that's probably closer to how what the King James uh. When he all, fails. But see that there you it. Ye it means it. And that's part of the textual issue because the because the the majority text puts the, the wrong pronoun in Yeah, but
5: then you combine that with the earlier uh, with it the earlier really screws the it up where they say so that they may receive you it's they As I said you have problems with the unrighteous man You have
0: problems with the pronouns you and you have right. problems with the prepositions in right. yeah. No so, so, so this no.
2: is King Jim Jim
0: is is. Huh?
3: This is thought to be probably pretty original, and the at least two of the other synoptic gospel writers left it out. Totally rejected it as being obviously the the argument
0: that Luke is preserving an original reading here, and of course it's also not in the non-canonical parallels, is because it is such a hard passage it meets that criteria that the, skeptic- the skeptical scholars have said proves that it has to be original. I understand their argument. I think that they're too strict. But, <laughs> yeah. but I understand what they're saying. Because, and it's only through the first half of verse 8 that that's the case. Everything that follows that is Luke's interpretive machinations. He, he's doing here what Paul kind of did when Paul starts out to try to justify the w- women wearing coverings on their heads when they're preaching and praying in public. And he starts by saying, you know, you ought to do this because this is what we do. and. You, you ought to do it so that the angels don't look down from heaven and see you get sexually excited to come down and have sex with you like they did and generate more giants and all this other stuff. And then when he gets to this long end of this correlation in First Corinthians, he then says, oh, heck, if you're, if you're going to fight about it, don't fight about it. We have no such tradition in the church. Paul, why didn't you just say that to begin with? <laughs> because he wanted to defend a Jewish practice of women preaching and praying in public with their heads covered. Because he's a Jew, but as he tries to find an answer, or a basis for his argument, he can't do it. So by the time he gets to the end of the paragraph, he then says, oh heck, forget about it. it. Don't fight over
2: it. But Paul did not use those words coming out of the lips of Jesus. Right, I was just going to say the same thing. That's a a a whole lot different. But the gospel authors
0: are doing something very different. They... Haven't thus far we've seen it many 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 times. They have no trouble adjusting the words sure and, that are in red. We've seen it before between Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Here we just don't have Matthew or Mark to look at. Gosh, I wish we did. So what would you <laughs> yeah. then say you or
5: would Thomas. take away from the first part, verses one through eight of this parable? As nothing. But it came from Jesus,
0: you're saying. Yeah, the context for it it has been lost. That was what some of the commentators have said. Fitzmyer uh, is one of the most wonderful commentators, a very high-powered scholarly commentator on on Luke's gospel. He says that the original context for Jesus telling this parable has been lost because we don't have another copy of it from anywhere else that would help us put it into context, like it's not Matthew. And what Luke has done with it has been, he's used it to support something else. He's, and he's
5: used that to support what he in, then interpreted The interp- later on. Yes,
0: and it actually flows then from what you get into the next bit, mm-hmm. which actually comes from Matthew as well. It's, it's, so it's that stuff Luke from bit Kio. then, 1
5: through 8, was taken out of context. It yes, really it's a saying it of Jesus been, taken it out of context. Have been, it wouldn't have been the the full
0: application reading. may have been different. He may have come back and talked differently about... The, the the shrewd manager and the master. We don't know what it said. And we will never, until we get to heaven, we will never know. When we get to okay, Jesus, what did you Wha- mean? <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you please? No. What did you mean? <laughs> uh, what did you say first? And, and he will look at me and he will say, oh, you a you, you, little that's, that's right. Oh, and then he'll explain it and we'll go, but of course.
5: actually he'll say, look
0: Dr. Lou, paging Dr. Lou. Dr. Dr. Lou, stat.
3: You have been listening to a Bible study by Dr. Gregory Neal, senior pastor of Saint Stephen United Methodist Church and rector of Grace Incarnate Ministries. Copyright 2010 by Dr. Gregory S. Neal. All rights reserved. For more information or to listen to other seminars, Bible studies, or sermons by Dr. Gregory Neal, visit us on the web at www.revneal.org. That's www.revneal.org. You are also invited to visit us in person at St. Stephen United Methodist Church, 2520 Oates Drive, Mesquite, Texas, 75150. This program was
5: produced by Dr. Greg Neal.